Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash, where every penny you have could all be tracked. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver. Right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. That's HannityGold.com. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. All right, thanks, Scott. Shannon, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, a number you want to be a part of the program. All things simple, man, Bill O'Reilly at the top of the next hour. Get your calls in, 800-941-SEAN. Hope you'll uh, join us today. Um, anyway, the Biden banking, well, I call it the Biden billionaire uh, bank bailout program because that's exactly what this is. Uh, we now see that it is spreading to Europe. A lot of interest in what's going to happen to banking giant Credit Suisse, uh, you know, because uh, that's rocking Wall Street. Uh, there's Dow tumbling today over new fears about the banking sector. Uh, you have the failed Silicon Valley Bank. Literally, this is on Fox Business today. Uh, donating $73 million to Black Lives Matter. And then you got these idiots over at MSDNC saying, oh, ha, ha, people say that they're woke. Take a look at the New York Post today. We went through all of it. And yet, but nobody on the board knew anything about banking except one person. It's insane. But anyway, yep, a database from the conservative Claremont Institute shows the bank donated around seventy-three million four hundred fifty grand to the BLM movement and other social justice-related causes. Congressman Comer argued the Silicon Valley Bank was one of the most woke banks uh, in its quest for the ESG-type uh, policy and in investing, which is such a bad idea. You have Hillary and Obama veterans working, as I told you, at the the uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, and they donated heavily to Democrats and top Democrats. You know, now they're rushing to dump all the campaign contributions they got from the bank to act like, oh, he had no idea at all whatsoever. Uh, but it is what it is. You know, here's the question here. Um, and it was interesting last night uh, on Hannity. We had the TV show Shark Tanks. Kevin O'Leary was on and he had a lot of money. It sounded like hundreds of millions of dollars in this bank. And he said, you know, the the line that he used was actually pretty funny because he's talking about a bank that he's doing business with. And he says they're a bunch of idiots. And I said to him, well, why are you putting your money in a bank full of idiots? He didn't really answer. Now, it wasn't a trick question. I wasn't trying to pin him down. 
And he said, look, I, I, I'm a big guy. I can, I can handle this. I'm a businessman. I, I know you don't always win. Sometimes you lose. But there are so many people that are not understanding how bad this is. Moody's, by the way, has now put First Republic and five other U.S. banks on a downgrade watch. Carl Icahn saying our economy is breaking because of inflation, poor corporate leadership. You know, to what extent? I'm going to ask Charles Payne here in a second. Is this related to Biden's bad economic and horrific energy policies? Because uh, they are related big time. You know, why did this bank invest in, you know, treasure 10 year treasuries is, uh, you know, I, I there's no answer for that. Or market market securities. Why did they invest in these things? Uh, Gavin Newsom, he's so happy about it. Apparently, he used the bank, and he owns three uh, vineyards out in California. Three. Wonder how much money he had in there. A signature bank executive started in a, a cringy Broadway-style musical sketch video. How nice. Anyway, joining us, a uh, friend of the program, friend of mine, is my friend Charles Payne. He's the host of Making Money. Uh, with Charles Payne, it's on the Fox Business Network, our sister station uh, to the Fox News Channel. Charles, how are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. It's a little hectic. <laughs> Just a little bit hectic. Uh, all right, let me get your take on it. The first thing I don't like being lied to, and the thing that we're being lied to first about, is no losses will be borne by taxpayers over the bank closures. This is what Biden said. All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured. I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills and stay open for business. No losses. will be, And I want this is an important point. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Instead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund. All right. Uh, is that true? Because uh, my understanding is bank fees will go up and that'll be paid for by the taxpayers or anybody that uses a bank, which is pretty much everybody. Right. Let me hit this on a couple of things, because it's it was it was very despicable. I don't think I was so pissed off when I listened to this, Sean. I went nuts over the weekend on Twitter uh, because we actually got a bailout pushed. If you were, on Sunday morning, Sunday morning, Janet Yellen goes on these Sunday morning TV shows and she says, she says absolutely no bailout. But Saturday and Sunday, Bill Ackman, one of the biggest hedge fund guys out there, he's power. He's he's hitting them. You got to bail everyone out. It's going to be a calamity. Everyone's going to race to their bank. It's going to be a calamity. Now, here's the thing. When President Biden says that everyone's protected, you're already protected. This is the despicable part about that statement. Everyone with up to $250,000 is protected. Isn't that why, for, for example, wealthy people, they might put 230, 240,000 in one bank, another 230, 40,000 in another bank, because every bank is protected, correct? Everyone. You know what? You know the basketball player Giannis? He's a great Milwaukee Bucks. They won yeah. the championship. He had 50 bank accounts. 50 bank accounts. Because he didn't want to go over the 250 limit. By the way, that's called being smart, isn't it? It's called taking responsibility. Right. Don't be smart. And, and, you know, listen, the team owner found out. He's a hedge fund guy. said, I got some other things for you. But here's a guy who came over here from another country, played basketball, and that was his solution. So when President Biden intimates 
that somehow people were going to lose their money. Regular people, regular people. The, the median bank account is 41000 in this country. Less than high school grads, their average bank account is 9000 High school grads, about 18000 College grads bring it up to about their, their average bank account is 79000 Everybody was covered. So when he insinuates that somehow he saved the day, no. Here's the problem with that bank, Silicon Valley Bank. 93% of their accounts were over 250. 93%. You know how that happened, Sean? All of that money that was pumped into the economy for a stimulus, right, between the federal government and the federal, and, and, and the federal reserve, $11 trillion. Silicon Valley took advantage of that. All right, let me, let me go back and get those earlier numbers. So you're saying the average person has how much in the bank? About $41,000. That's what they call the mean right there, 41000 So the average person has $41,000 uh, in a bank, so well below the two fifty that is insured by the FDIC. And what would you say about young people? No, no, I was just saying uh, it, it's bro- the way it's, it's broken down, right? You know, even college grads have about 79000 But what I was, what I, what I was um, trying to say is that everyone was protected. But except this particular bank, what is it about this particular bank? Why did Biden save this particular bank? And I was saying all the, what happened was all the money that cascaded into this economy uh, through stimulus when it, when the, when COVID you know they stopped the COVID came eleven trillion dollars came into this economy eleven trillion. You know what Silicon Valley decided to do? They decided to rip America off as much as they could. They put out four hundred and fifty IPOs, all of them overvalued in twenty twenty. 1,035 IPOs in 2021. They made more money than ever. Silicon Valley, the Silicon Valley Bank, their assets, their deposits went up 300%. And they didn't lend the money out. So when I think from $50 billion in assets to like nearly $200 billion in assets, am I right? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. sitting on all of this cash, they don't lend money out. They don't do that. Venture. Well, why did they put it in ten-year treasuries? Now they were. Now look, you can blame the Biden economy, Biden's energy policy, Biden's dramatic increase in inflation. He inherited one point four percent. Then we go to one forty-year high after another, up to nine point one percent. And then they have these treasuries, ten-year uh, treasury bonds. Why would they ever go into a long-term treasury knowing that anybody at any time could want the money back from the bank? Because then they had to cash them in and lose a fortune. Well, you know, they were going for what they call yield. Um, they, didn't, they, didn't, they weren't lending money, so they had to find a way to make money. And it looked like low-hanging fruit to them. But here's the problem. And this is when you get into your earlier part of this, the when you were doing your, your monologue. Uh, and talking about the social part, part of it, the social justice part of it, Black Lives Matter. This whole ESG movement has always really mostly been about the E part, environmental. It's just the green movement, you know, to, to steal money, to stop the profit motivation. The S part of it, social justice, 73 million, it's a lot of money. But again, for a bank with 200 billion, this is where they really blew it on the governance side. And you hit on this. And, and, you, and you say, well, Kevin O'Leary, he couldn't really explain to you why he had the money there. It was like a mafia. Venture capitalists, if you wanted to do business in Silicon Valley, you had to leave your money in that bank. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. So you had to you had to leave your money in that bank. Mm-hmm. Companies that went public, Roblox. You know, ask your kids you know about Roblox, right? All the little yeah. kids know about it. They went public at thirty eight billion. They had twenty six percent of their money in that bank. You if you wanted to do business with the with Silicon Valley, they said leave your money in this bank. 
By the way, Kevin O'Leary is mixed up in this uh, Sam Bankman-Free thing too. He, by the way, you know what he said on my show last night? It, he doesn't. Exp- he doesn't think that there should be a bailout, even though for him, uh, it's a, a fortune. Uh, but he knew the risk when he did it. He said. He said it's my responsibility. Yeah. Well, I, I applaud him for that. I applaud him for that. So, to your point, the genesis, genesis, genesis of it all goes back to the free money. That $2 trillion that President Biden put into this economy tipped us over the edge, sparked inflation to a 40-year high, and, and it really threatened to destabilize our entire economy. It's that money that's a big part of it, but isn't it also a big part of it, the energy part of that equation and, and how that contributed to high inflation? Energy played a big role. You know, I mean, listen, the day President Biden was elected, the next day, the very next day, and you know, a lot of a lot of people try to go to the inauguration. No, markets move on, on what they know. The very next day, the price of oil went up, and it never looked back. So, yeah, energy played a big role in it. Going, say you're going after corporate profits played a big role in it. But it was the free money, this notion of you can just cascade and put free money out there that tripped triggered paying people not to work paying people not to work so you you spark what they call the wage price spiral this morning the small business federation right the national federation of independent businesses the largest organization for small businesses that they've never ever had this much trouble finding qualified workers in their history people don't have to work they didn't have to work and they won't work so all of that all of that created this inflation issue. So what happens? The Federal Reserve's got to put this fire out. And here comes Jay Powell. He's hitting this thing harder than it's ever been hit before. I think he went too hard, but listen, he said it's a big, it's a, it's a blaze. We never had this much money. And it's true. We never had trillions of dollars that's given to people. People yeah. not to work, stay at home. So all of this really falls at the foot of President Biden, first and foremost. What do you think about this issue of Credit Suisse and uh, the Saudis pull their funding and uh, National Bank offering liquidity and what's happening in Europe? Uh, even uh, artificial intelligence is now predicting a crash, which scares me a little bit. A little bit, right? I mean, here's what really pisses me off with, with Credit Suisse. <laughs> this is the, the, the notion that they that we are so still tied into them systemically. It's crazy. This stock peaked at $47 in 2007. It has been one of the most poorly run businesses of any kind anywhere in the world for 16 years. Mm-hmm. There's no way in the world we should be. Uh, the stock started this year off at 8 bucks. Last year it was 14 bucks. In 2007 it was, it was at $76, right? So when you see that happening, that tells you this is a poorly business right. company. Last question. So this, you know, billionaire, uh, this Biden billionaire bank bailout, uh, this will be borne by the taxpayers, true or false? It would be borne by anybody with a bank account to your earlier point, because it's, and here's what's despicable about it. Community banks, small banks, they got to pay these fees. Well, you know, they don't work on big profit margins. Of course, they're going to pass the cost on to the customers. So everybody in America with a bank account just pay for a billionaire bailout. Really is sad. Charles Payne, this is why you have such a great, successful show. Uh, we really appreciate you being with us. Uh, and we know how busy you are. It's hosting. Uh, he's the host of Making Money with Charles Payne, Fox Business. Uh, we appreciate you being with us. Thank you, my friend. Always appreciate you too, man. Thanks. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are you looking? By the way, do you have to eat that disgusting lunch in front of us every day? It's either that Well, disgusting- I've been on a green juice cleanse, so now I moved into oh, green my- kale. I was just giving myself like a little something. I'm sorry that my Okay, it's either vegetables it's either projectile you. vomit shakes or pro- uh, that are green Not for or nothing. Those orange are projectile vomit. Biden. Or orange projectile vomit, squash, whatever you call those things. That's right. A little pumpkin. Ugh. A little something, something. That's get so you disgusting. Going. What you're eating is so disgusting. That's right. You know what? I'm going to live forever. I'm going to be here listening to Whispering Joe. I'm going to be eating a steak tonight. Gross. Love steak. Can't wait. I like that. steak too, but not the way you like it. Ugh. You like it like mooing. I'm worried about this country. I'm worried about Russia. Segue. I'm worried about China. I'm worried about our borders. I'm worried about banking. I'm worried about our economy. I'm worried about, you know, the people that make this country great suffering I'll tell you what financially. I'm about. The Energy prices. Club. The poor balloon club. I'll, I'll pay a hundred bucks and buy them a new balloon. Offer that to them. Your calls are next. You'll hear what everyone really thinks in D.C. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. Look, I know this is hard to believe, but American homeowners are being targeted in a massive way. This is becoming a huge crime, and it's growing every day. It's called home title theft. And what these cyber thieves do is they'll find your home title online. Then they're going to forge your signature and act like they bought their home from you. And then they'll go out and they'll take out loans on your home with your equity in your home, or they'll sell it to an unsuspecting buyer, literally sell your home from right underneath you. Uh, then they're gone. Your money's gone. Your home's not in your name. Now you got to hire attorneys to try and save your home and get it back. Now, there's a lot of homeowners insurance policies. They don't protect you. A lot of identity theft programs do not protect you. Uh, and if they do, many of them charge a, you know, a, a much larger fee if you want this protection. Now, I protect my home with Home Title Lock, and you should too. Now, Home Title Lock puts a virtual shield around your home's title. The instant that they detect any activity, any tampering around your home title, they just shut it down fast. 
Now, first things first, when you sign up, you're going to get a free title scan, and they will verify that your home is safely still in your name. Then you mention my name, Sean, S-E-A-N, and you'll get 30 days of free protection. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. You do not want to be a victim of this theft. All right, let's get to our busy telephones here. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Jack, California. Jack, hi. How are you? Glad you called, sir. Hey, good to see you here, Shawnee Laddie. A good early morning. Of- ah, you're a big Irishman, I see. Ah, oh, my be Jesus. I can't believe it. As my friend Bernie. My mom, would be, my mom would be proud of me, you know. I'm, have, I'm part Irish here. Uh, listen, I'm 100% British Isle, according to Ancestry. I did the test. 100%. They, they even said at the time, they don't find a lot of people that are 100% anything. But all four of my grandparents came from Ireland. And, uh, you know, um, I haven't been there. And I have relatives there that apparently are mad that I haven't been there. Now, my sisters have gone there. I just don't exactly have all that time to travel. I think we should hit the breaking news sounder and make an announcement to the audience about you. It's very. It has to do with your heritage. Oh, breaking boy. news now. Here's Sean Hannity. Yeah. I think America should know yeah. that Sean Hannity, we know 100% is Irish through and through because he eats corned beef. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Love corned beef. Fatty, nasty strips of corned beef no. every day in the studio. And occasionally <laughs> couples that with some nasty cold cabbage and eats it with such delight. But I don't eat the potatoes, do I? No, because they have carbs and you freak out because you're paleo. What you're is, in what? ketosis. All right, Jack, now you got the breaking news. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great out here. I'm uh, surviving on the left coast, but uh, we're making it through. But one of the things, Sean, that, you know, the Democrats are doing Biden administration, you have the worst press secretary in the world. Um, I careened my press conference off a of cliff, John Pierre, and um, they're just blaming Trump for everything. So my thing, my question to them would be, and the reporters in the press corps should be asking this in the White House press corps, what exactly, what regulation exactly did Trump roll back that would have cost the, you know, caused the train derailment in Palestine, Ohio, that pothole Pete's talking about all the time, trying to blame it on Trump. And also with the recent Silicon Valley bank collapse, they're blaming Trump again. That was uh, Barney Frank, Dodd Frank, Barney Frank lobbying to get that very provision that benefited him. And one of his, the, the board he sits on at Signature Bank is one of the banks that failed. Yeah, great job, uh, Barney Frank. So, I mean, it's unreal. Listen, they even blame the border on Trump. Seriously? You, you've got to be kidding me. Um, I, I'm sure by at some point in the next couple of days, somebody will blame Donald Trump for the balloon incident. They'll blame Donald Trump. Uh, well, they actually tried to do it with the balloon incident. Oh, we discovered long after the fact that this might have happened only in a small incursion uh, when Donald Trump was president. And guess what? It didn't happen. They just lied. Their instinct is to blame Trump. Look at the biggest case in point. They blame Trump for, for Biden's disaster at the border. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's like people telling you there's a... There's a chocolate donut flying in the sky, and you say, yeah, I'm a liberal. I believe it. I can see the chocolate donut. They'll believe anything. The dog bites, the bee stings, you're feeling sad. Just blame Trump. It's all right. Oh, it's it's incredible. And you know the, the best thing for me out here, Sean? I'm a teacher, and I'm a conservative, 
and I'm teaching these kids right. Don't believe it. There's a lot more conservatives out here on the left coast than um, me. There's not enough of you out there. My advice, pick a state like Texas or Florida or, or Tennessee or the Carolinas and get the hell out of there. Oh, yeah. I'm getting ready to pull the ripcord at some point. Me too. I'm getting ready. I've been ready. and I'm contractually obligated to be here for a while. Uh, anyway, my friend, Jack, thank you. 800-941-SEAN, our number. George in Florida, the free state of Florida. What's up, George? How are you, sir? Hey, Sean, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Um, hey, I'm, uh, I brought, I, I've been reading the uh, Ron DeSantis' new book, The Courage to be Free. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm listening to, first of all, I'm intrigued by that uh, title, The Courage to be Free, because it's not just Ron. I mean, there are a lot of people in the, the conservative and even with the Taibbi, uh, the, the Twitter files, they're being, they're, have the courage to stand up to the far left, even though they might not be conservative. But uh, but I was wondering, uh, what I didn't know is uh, DeSantis is humble in his beginnings. I mean, he's he's was born in Jacksonville. He played baseball. But he was a third third generation middle class. Went to Yale, and he had all these side jobs, hustle jobs that get things by. And it reminded me of you when you used to, when you said you, know, you used to be a paper boy. You did. You did, uh, you, you did. I washed dishes. I was a cook, bus boy, yeah. uh, waiter, bartender, uh, then a house painter. I worked in a shipyard even for a while. Uh, then I learned to hang wallpaper, and then I built it out into, you know, I, I was specialized in remodeling, uh, and I, that's 20 years of my life. It's not just a short period of time. Yeah, and I think, I, I think you know, I don't know, DeSantis might have you beat. So next time you talk to him, I'll be- <laughs> We'll compare jobs. Yeah, compare jobs before you all made, you know, before you, before 87, before you become. Kind of- He's done a great job for the people of Florida. There's no doubt about it. And I, I read the book as well. Uh, I was equally impressed. That did stand out in my mind as well. And I don't know. Look, have you ever heard me say that fame is not healthy? Yes. It's not healthy. But there's, I, it, to the extent that I'm grounded and I'm imperfect and we've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Okay. So put that in, in, in big, bright neon lights. Um, but to the extent that I'm grounded, I, I attribute it to two things. One, my, my strong belief in God, my faith in Christianity. And the second thing is, is a work ethic that I got from parents that worked their asses off for next to nothing. And that has stuck with me my whole life. And it, I, it keep, it kept me out of trouble when I'm young and it keeps me out of trouble when I'm old. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that, uh, that, you know, my life didn't go off course. I try to stay on the straight and narrow as best I can every day and pray that I stay there. And DeSantis was in my district when he was a congressman. I talked to him when he was, let's say, small potatoes. He was a congressman. And he hasn't changed. I mean, he went to Congress, and he didn't. He has not drank the Kool Aid. When he was at Yale and at Harvard, he he gave to his country. So, I, you know, so far I'm impressed with with the book. I haven't finished it all yet. But the but the title though, that's the it, that gets me. It's the courage to be free. And when those uh, when they were having those hearings last week with Taibbi, and you know, I, I talked to you before about Elon Musk of how he what, what he has done. He's turned the the, the social media up on, on its ear, uh, having that courage, to tell, especially the journalists, 
that uh, Taibi, he's been around the world, and he knows these countries that if you do not have a First Amendment and freedom of speech, that we're going to be going Listen, very slippery slope fast. I think he did a great job. I thought the Democrats were horrible to him. Uh, and this is a guy that wrote a book with my picture on it uh, and accused me of being a hater. So it's, it's not like he's a Hannity fan, but it doesn't matter. He did a good job here, and I give him all the credit. Tip my hat to him. All right, quick break. Right back to our phones, 800-941-SEAN, our number if you want to be a part of the uh, program. Up next, our final roundup and information overload hour. And as we continue, let's get right back to our busy phones. We'll stay in the free state of Florida. Tony, what's going on, sir? How are you? Glad you called. Hello there. Uh, it's uh, my great honor to be talking to the great uh, Sean Hannity, the likes of which we have not seen since uh, the great Walter Cronkite. Wow. I don't, I don't know if I can accept that compliment, but thank you for your kind words. I appreciate it. I, I think that you and Tucker Carlson are great, and you keep it up. Keep up the great work. Thank you. I, we're gonna, I try every day because the rest of the media won't do the work we're doing, I'm telling you. Well, I haven't been ex- as excited to talk with a celebrity since I met Adam West in 06. So. <laughs> I know who Adam West is, Batman. Uh, but you're very kind. You know what? I'm not a celebrity. You know what I am? I'm Sean. You're Tony. I'm Sean. And and you know what? I I just I, I provide a service. What do you do for a living? I'm a, well, professional drummer. Oh, that's awesome. I'm jealous. I I would love to be a great you know, singer in a band, that would be fun. Uh, but what you do is you provide a service for people. I love music, so I love drummers. I love, you know, people that can play the guitar great. Linda happens to be a great singer. Um, but we all provide services to people. We do news information and hopefully in an entertaining way. But anyway, thank you for your kind words. Well, thank you. I, I also deliver pizzas to try to make ends meet. But uh... What kind of pizza do you deliver? Uh, what uh, you uh, am I allowed to? Talk? Yeah, sure. P- plug away. Go ahead. Uh, Papa John's. Papa John's. Now, some of my best friends love Papa John's. I love the sauce of Papa John's. They have what's that ranch sauce or whatever. Um, but I, my friends, I have swear by it. The problem is, I grew up in New York. New York pizza is very different, so I'm kind of used to what I'm used to. Uh, but everybody else, I, I loves Papa John's. I have nothing against it. It's just not my favorite. Right. Um, no, I'm, I'm there with you. It's, um, it's everybody's choice is different, of course, but, yeah, but I would be hungry. I'd buy anything. I like Waffle House scattered and extra smothered. Right. Well, it's like we're the buds talking here and I appreciate you're making me at ease and everything. I, I, um, wanted to tell you something though. I live in the great state of Florida, and uh, we have two politicians here that are legendary in my eyes. Trump and DeSantis, I'm guessing. You got it. And uh, let me take another guess. You don't like that they're fighting. I don't like that. And and I can be a little long winded. So uh, stop me if I uh, go. No, the only reason I'm, I'm hearing it from a lot of people, and I I would rather that they all focus on the Democrats right now. It's going to come to a fight at some point, but I would rather, you know, not be it not be this early on. Here's the thing, I I say that uh, Trump needs to get DeSantis on his team eventually, 
and become his uh, running mate. And uh, the the big thing that that uh, the biggest mouthpiece on Trump's side is Trump's son or family in general. But at this point, I've seen his shows. Oh, you mean the best spokesperson? Are you suggesting or? Yes, the best mouthpiece, spokesperson, whatnot. Are you talking about Don Jr. or Eric? Because I think they both do a good job. They both do, uh, but I've seen most of the uh, videos that I've seen lately have been on Don Jr. And uh, right. my message is to Don Jr. to talk with his dad. Uh, I think he's getting bad intel from some sites or wherever it is. Uh, not Don Jr., but Don uh, Sr., that is. Uh, he's getting bad intel to tell him what to say to uh, Ron DeSantis. And what's going on right now is it's just, it's just a bad thing. The energy needs to be redirected to the Democratic Party. You're, you're, many, many people have expressed that sentiment to me, and, and I, I kind of agree with you. Here's the problem with primaries, and eventually, no matter how much they might even like each other, eventually it's going to get ugly it always does i'll give you one example uh after iowa and new hampshire in 2000 well whatever year john mccain was running i guess it was 2000 uh, in the primary george w bush needed to win south carolina and it got ugly very very ugly it's the nature of campaigns at that point um and I, I kind of like your idea of, of them teaming up. I don't know if that can happen, but I think anything can happen. Um, and I think, you know, I think Ron has done a great job as governor. And I thought Trump did a great job. His policies were phenomenal for this country. And he's tough as nails. And right now we see, you know, the difference. We have a weak president. Look at China. Look at Russia. Look at Iran. Look at North Korea. It scares me. Look at the economy. That scares me. Look at the border. That scares me. You know, importing oil from Venezuela, uh, that scares me. How stupid is that? So I'm concerned um, about all of these issues, and we need the American people enlightened as to what the stakes are here. And I'm going to do everything I can do to try and and remind people of this very important point that you're making, okay? But people don't listen to me. Linda, do, do people listen to me? No, people don't listen to me either. No. Like when I say break? Uh, okay. It's so weird. It has nothing to do with that, but uh, <laughs> occasionally I'm a little long-winded. Just occasionally. Hey, Sean Hannity here, and that's right. It is tax season once again. Doesn't that make you happy? Anyway, the deadline to file your taxes right around the corner, but uh, what do you do if you already owe the IRS? I, I was shocked when I saw the number last week. What, 42,000 government employees don't even file? They haven't even filed it. I would never not file my taxes. I pay all my taxes. Uh, and anyway, that they can start with their agents looking into federal government employees. Anyway, maybe you haven't filed your return in a few years. You made a mistake. Look, every minute you put off dealing with the IRS, they will bury you with penalties and interest. If you've made mistakes, own it. Get people, get professionals to help you. You'd be nuts to try and deal with these guys on your own. You'll get killed and crushed. You got to call my friends at Rush Tax Resolution. Rush Tax Resolution. I've talked about them for years now, and that's why they're the only one I trust and recommend. If you are a business owner, for example, and maybe you're behind on payroll taxes, you may not know this. The IRS, they have the power to shut you down and come after you personally. 
Uh, Rush tax resolution can help protect you and your business today. Look, give them a call. There's absolutely nothing that you pay. Free consultation, 1-800-485-3021. And they're going to tell you up front and for free if they can help you. And they'll only take your case if they know they can help. Anyway, don't do it on your own. 800-485-3021. 800-485-3021 on the web. It's taxresolution.com. If you have these problems, you got to resolve them. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.